Hello everyone and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationary Magpie. Today I'm back with another guest interview, which is Laura Holmes, who is a life and confidence coach living the dream in beautiful Bali. Laura was a really random Instagram connection when she stumbled across, I think it was a live video of me making coffee. And after we started chatting via DMs, we kind of figured out we had quite a lot of in common in terms of our beliefs and our values. And I've chatted to her a lot since then. I've been to a few of her free workshops. I've even had her as a Instagram live guest for my Stationery Magpie third birthday party. And we had such a great chat about productivity. I just knew that someday I was going to have to get her onto the podcast. So we made it happen. Here it is. So in this interview, we talk all about what life coaching is, how she came to become a life coach, which is something that I don't think a lot of people necessarily set out thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a life coach. Um, The importance of self-expression as well. And we talked a little bit about learning to get in touch with your creativity when you've never had the label of the artistic creative one. Some more exciting news is that I'm actually going to be featuring on Laura's podcast, Fill Your Teacup. We did a little interview swap Um, So make sure you're following me on Instagram and I'll be sharing my episode on her podcast when it's released later this week. So let's not waste any more time and get started with the interview. Hello, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, First up, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners of the Creative Productive Podcast? Hey, Sarah. Yes. And can I just say thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You're so welcome. Um, (laughs) So I am a life and confidence coach and my whole mission in life is to empower others to live their best lives, feel their best and that doesn't have to mean changing who they are, it often just means reconnecting with who they are like authentically and that's really my whole mission is just to help people know themselves, know what they want and go ahead and do it. So I do that in a few different ways. Um, I have a one-to-one coaching service where I work with people um, and we kind of get to the core of that, which is often more difficult than it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and then we put action in place so that you can start living the life that you want. And I also have an online membership service that's uh, like a little community where we come together and the main topics are confidence, clarity and joy. Mm. And we kind of just come together all and uh, support each other, which is really lovely. And finally, I do a lot of free content too called all about, you know, filling your cup with positivity and confidence. So I have a podcast. I have an email newsletter and I have a Facebook group all called Fill Your Teacup. Yes. And I've I've been to a few of your workshops and I've really enjoyed them um, because, yeah, I asked you to be on my birthday party thing, didn't we? So some people might remember you from we did. I can't remember what the title was. It was something like stop faffing productivity yeah stop faffing around and just do it (laughs) yeah so that was really good so we've always had really good conversations and I think a lot of people enjoyed that because it's something a lot of people struggle with that whole procrastination and stopping themselves moving forward and yeah I've really loved a lot of your free workshops so I definitely recommend going to have a look at the Facebook group it's really yeah it's nice it's nice community of like people kind of you know figuring out how to make things better for themselves and um, it's nice to have the support but yeah I'm really interested to know because I feel like being a life coach is such a an interesting job that 
some people might have a kind of negative view of people of life as life coaches. They might not really understand what exactly they do. I'm just interested to know, was being a life coach something that you kind of always had in the back of your mind? Were you ever kind of opposed to the idea or were you always kind of quite open to it? Well, no, I really didn't know what a life coach was until honestly like last year. (laughs) I knew a lot about therapy because my background is psychology. So (laughs) I'm always very sort of scientific in how I think. And actually, maybe that was one of the misconceptions that I had about life coaches, that it was, you know, everybody is very spiritual Mm. and there's a lot of like manifesting and all this kind of woo stuff. And that was probably you know, my own judgment against it, like, that's not really a bit of me. I was more about, you know, scientific theory and what works (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I really didn't have that idea in the back of my mind at all. And I really got to a point in my life, probably about a year and a half ago now, so really not that long ago, where I was in a real rut. I was so Mm. stuck with what I was going to do with my life. And feeling really low and confused about things and I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of personal development and that really led me to figuring out that life coaching was what I was kind of building myself up to do with all of the previous roles I'd had and all of the experience I had you know like a degree in psychology I was a behavior therapist I wanted to work with you know empowering women that's really important to me So yeah, that's how I figured it out. But I think if you'd asked me even two years ago, do you want to be a life coach? I would have had so many (laughs) facts, so many prejudgments that would tell me like, no, that's not for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a very recent thing in my life, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's really interesting because yeah, it is one of those things. A lot of people think of it as like you know a bit woo, a bit spiritual, and as well, I think a lot of people think that life coaches tell you what to do. And they're like, it's not necessarily that maybe their view or the view that I've had is that life coaches are trying to get you to live your life in kind of their way, maybe. But it's not about that, is it? It's it's a lot more about empowering the individual and figuring out what they want. Totally. Well, I think it it does depend because unfortunately, life coaching is not something that's regulated yet. It's very new industry. And so there are a lot of people telling you exactly what to do, which might not be right for you. (laughs) And that's actually sometimes why it's quite hard to be a life coach from coming from an ethical point of view. You know, I don't tell people and there is a fine line between therapy and life coaching. Mm. You know, when you work with a therapist, you are talking about trauma and you're talking about really important life events and as a life coach, I know that that's not my realm of experience. My no. thing is about looking into the future and on mindset stuff. So I think sometimes it does get crossed over and sort of misguided mm. with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I, I love it. I really, really love the feeling of, well, just seeing people make progress, seeing people feel good in themselves and who they are. That's just like the best feeling for me. Yeah definitely oh it's, it sounds so rewarding and it's really nice to see you know everything that you're doing and kind of the impact you're having um so you said that you're you see yourself as quite like a scientific person you know you like evidence and all of that theories and things do you also see yourself as a creative person yeah well this this is a really interesting one because 
I think growing up, even though my parents never overtly came out and said it, but there was definitely a focus on being academic yeah, as being like the thing that I should focus on. And I was very studious and I did definitely take, you know, certain subjects in school more seriously. And I think because of that, I kind of narrowed myself into a bit of a box of like, Mm. you're just not a creative person. Mm. And I think the way that I thought of creativity was seeing a lot of my friends, actually most of my friends are very artistic and expressive. And I was very much the kind of, all right, I'll just be studying in the background (laughs) kind of person. Yeah. And so I really wore that hat of, you know, I'm academic, I'm not creative. And mm. I never really expressed myself in terms of the traditional creativity, you know, yeah. like painting and drawing and things like that. Yeah. But if I think back to other types of creativity, like, oh my goodness, get me on pixo.com, get me on like a website. Oh. And I was all over it. Like, oh you know, gosh, I remember so, Pixo. Yeah, good times. Yeah. So good. So, you know, thinking back to other forms of expression, I suppose that's the most geeky way I could be creative. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that. I used to spend hours like redesigning my website. And actually, you know, I, I see a lot of that now in my coaching business. But that also... I'm very creative in thinking on my feet. That's yes. one thing that I really pride myself on. So I think, you know, creativity is such a huge concept in terms of the traditional, you know, if you asked me to draw a cat, you'd probably ask me, like, <laughs> what is that? You know. <laughs> so in terms of that kind of creativity, I would say, you know, well, it's all subjective. But, it is. Know. Yeah. That's what I try and get across to people. Like you don't have to be traditionally artistic. Like, yeah. have you seen some of the art out there? Like, it's really not what you'd consider <laughs> traditionally good, but it yeah. expresses something. But yeah, exactly. definitely. But then, you know, thinking on my feet, I worked as a behavior therapist for a few years. And mm. in that role, you really have to think quickly. Yeah. And you really have to come up with new ideas to motivate the people you're working with. And I loved that. And I was really good at thinking of new ideas. So I think, Uh, you know, in some ways, absolutely, I'm creative. But I still have that little hat that I'm wearing that's like, oh, no, I'm not very honest. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very mixed bag. Yeah. No, it is interesting. And that's the thing. That's the thing with that question. You know, I kind of ask people, do you see yourself as a creative person? And it's not necessarily creative in the artistic sense or in, you know, the kind of, art sense like it's it's kind of more of an identity thing and it is interesting because you know people that have been labeled as the clever one or the one that's good at maths or the one that's good at science they're kind of not expected to do the creative things as well they're kind of put into that box so but yeah it's good that you do see yourself as a creative person because you have to be in your job you know thinking and all of that stuff so I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. yeah so as a coach as a kind of life coach as well do you feel that expressing some sort of creativity is really beneficial to your clients? What do you think yeah, is the kind of important? Sure. I mean, just expression in all forms, really. Mm. And I think that can be the way in which we hold ourselves back the most, like really showing the world who we are. Yeah. I think a lot of us are living a kind of version of ourselves. Yes. And it's not through any fault of our own. You know, we just you know, we have expectations put on ourselves by others and by ourselves as well. Mm. And we're influenced in so many ways throughout, you know, our childhoods and as we're growing up. So by the time you really get a chance to be independently creative, it's like, 
what what does that actually mean to you and I think yeah. that's actually a lot of the work that I do with clients you know thinking about how you portray yourself to the world how you think of yourself as well so we do a lot of work on self-concept which means Mm. how you view yourself from an outside perspective like if I was to say like imagine Sarah from (laughs) you know the outside oh god (laughs) how you think of yourself actually a lot of that has to come with how you express yourself doesn't it because yeah how you're showing up and being vulnerable to the world so I definitely think in terms of confidence expressing yourself creatively is Mm. a huge thing and there can be so many mindset holdbacks that stop you from doing that you know authentically yeah so it's definitely beneficial to work on that and to feel confident in expressing yourself but also yeah like even things like you know what clothes you wear and yeah the house you live in and you know these are all external things they don't really mean a lot but actually if you know yourself truly you know exactly how you want things to be and I think then you're living that version of you that's true to you so yeah yeah no it's interesting isn't it you want you know kind of your you want to like try and reflect outwardly what you feel you want to be inside and it's it's an interesting way to do that yeah oh you've got me thinking about so many things I'm gonna like lose my train of thought and just be like oh yeah so interesting (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean you've probably you've kind of answered this question already um but I wonder what your kind of relationship has been like with your creativity because I know that a lot of people for example when they're trying to be creative or they don't see themselves as creative um they kind of stop themselves from having a go um or they have this kind of fear of imperfection and they don't want to get started because they want it to be perfect if it can't be just so it's it's not worth doing like what kind of relationship have you had maybe with doing creative things Mm, yeah I think honestly because I've labeled myself as not the typical creative type I've just not taken it that seriously yeah always been a bit of a joke or a bit (laughs) like you know (laughs) I'm gonna make this and it's probably gonna be hilarious yeah you know it's it's something fun to me it's something really enjoyable but I wouldn't take it seriously in but actually that in itself is kind of a holdback because then I'm not a little bit yeah expression seriously in a lot of ways maybe so yeah that's a really interesting question I think yeah I do really like to play around with things like there's there's a lot of creativity that comes with running an online business as you know (laughs) so even like playing around with like branding and Mm. you know like Instagram posts even I, I do find it fun like I genuinely do enjoy it and I think sometimes there is that element of frustration like this just looks rubbish and maybe I'm just going to pay someone else to do it for me (laughs) but actually when I've stuck it through there's no other way that I can kind of be aligned with my business unless I do it myself you know like yeah really coming from me sorry there's a fire engine just going past but yeah it's it's, sorry literally every day now there's a fire engine goes past I'm really worried about what's going on um but yeah no (laughs) sorry it was you that said oh I'm in Bali so it's always really noisy I know I'm expecting there to be some chickens outside any moment don't worry yeah when in fact it's it's whales with the fire (laughs) engines but yeah no it is interesting to think about the way that you set yourself up a little bit sometimes to kind of not to fail but to not produce something 
as good because you say, well, I can't draw, but I'll have a go. And maybe it does stop you from trying a bit harder because you're like, well, I've already put it out there that I can't draw. So, you know, no one's expecting anything of me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's so true. And I think maybe that is, you know, really coming from the way that I've been brought up, like Mm. thinking of art as a lovely thing and really appreciating art. And, you know, actually, that was one of the things I found really hard moving to Asia. Mm. There, there, there is art here, but not at all the same way that there is in London. I mean, there's oh, just well. everywhere. There's just, you know, there's beautiful things to see. There's music. There's, you know, there's just so much production and, and everywhere, mm. like literally every direction you look. So to come here, I was like, God, I need to go to a, an art gallery or something. I need to, you know, I need, to, I need to find something. So I think, although I grew up appreciating it, I never thought a of myself as really getting involved I was always very much the admirer of people's creativity and I've always thought wow it's just so fantastic how people's minds can produce such a gorgeous thing but actually to think of myself in the same admiration it's like nah (laughs) (laughs) you know I can create something that's you know I think really a lot of the things that I put out there are just things I hope people will resonate with yeah but it's not in attempt to be admired at all so yeah I think maybe there is that kind of mindset block of me not wanting to push myself because it's vulnerable isn't it I suppose it is yeah it's just a self-serving thing for me to just help someone and support someone I suppose that's really aligned with my own values you know not really expressing myself but actually only doing that if it's going to help someone Mm. I feel like do you feel the benefit of kind of encouraging others to express themselves creatively because that's how I feel when I when I see people have had a go at something because maybe of something I've posted on Instagram and that gives me like a lovely glowy feeling of like yes they're on their way to discovering like this amazing journey of like creativity and productivity yeah that's true actually like actually think about journaling which I know Mm. we both love yes (laughs) I suppose there is that element of influence that I really enjoy like when I recommend a, a book to a client that I know is going to change their life, no doubt, yeah. or, you know, like listening to even like a Spotify playlist or anything yeah. like that, you know? So yeah, I really enjoy the influence of sharing and even like, you know, Instagram accounts that have really helped me. And that might mean through just like reels that are empowering or because creativity is just such a bigger realm now, isn't it? It online. is. There's so much more that can be shared. So, so yeah I, I definitely agree with that I really enjoy sharing what I've found to be interesting and like on my email newsletter I often add links to things that I've really enjoyed that week mm. like I'll actually like make a note of things like oh, I need to share this with people because yeah that's like, a good idea yeah I just love other people to see what I've found either really positive or funny yeah. or you know I just really enjoy that so yeah because yeah, it's if it's resonated or kind of made you you know feel a certain way you know positively then it might do the same for them and it's nice to kind of share that I think that's what I like about you know the Instagram kind of realm at the moment is I've definitely moved from like I'm thinking back to when I first started like my blog and I was just like right by this time I want this many followers and now it's a lot more like who can I connect with you know like community wise and like the impact you can have so it's yeah. definitely nice to see that more. 
mm. and kind of benefit from that yourself and like you know feel like you're kind of helping other people get into that like lovely little positive creative community it's just beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> also like the thing with that is that you are then expressing yourself authentically rather mm. than thinking of the outcome it's just like oh I think maybe my little crew will like that you know yeah. maybe, uh, maybe they'll resonate with that or get something from it and I think yeah that's actually so much more positive in connecting with people authentically rather yeah. than thinking like right what can get me more followers yeah I really like the way that things are turning in that sense now yes like you don't need that many followers really and when you think about actually how many you've got like I think I've got like 2400 and when you like put those people in a, imagine if you put all those people in a room that'd be ridiculous yeah so yeah I think yeah, people yeah. get way too hung up on numbers but anyway yeah. I digress let's go back <laughs> What I want to know as well is because obviously you've said that you, you know, were very academic and things like that. You obviously did well um, with like, you know, psychology and all of that. Do you consider yourself to be a kind of productive, organised person? Yes, I am yes. such a doer. Like if <laughs> yeah. I have an idea in my mind, I'm like, right, get started right away. Sometimes to my, you know, detriment, but yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> need to be, well, I'm either just doing nothing and recharging because I'm definitely an introvert Mm. and I definitely need that downtime but when I have something in my mind especially now that I'm running a business that just feels so right for me and I'm so Mm. passionate about I think maybe in previous roles I'd be like right I need to get this done because otherwise I'm not fulfilling the things I need to do it was more just like getting things done for the sake of it whereas now I'm like right what can I try that's new what can I learn about um and I've definitely worked a lot on that this year with like not being overproductive Mm. not you know burning myself down to the ground but also allowing myself to enjoy being productive because I think that's one thing growing up in London hat like really steered me in the sense of like it's good to be busy all the time yeah you're not busy what you're doing you know get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very strict busyness um, yeah I think that's what I don't like about London I really I've been a few times and every time I just feel stressed I mean because I come from like a nice little chilled out Welsh island so I suppose the contrast is quite stark no it is interesting yeah yeah. I think yeah I I I was surrounded by you know like my my parents they work all the time Mm. and I went traveling sort of I think it was three years ago now and Mm. really just chilled out (laughs) for at least a year like (laughs) nothing really and it was almost like oh my goodness this is what life could be like yeah just allowed myself to live like I think we're so productive now that we just don't live life like yeah. what's the point in being busy all the time so I think now I'm focusing on working smarter and not harder like yeah I've managed to get it down honestly to working like three or four hours a day working nice really solidly no distraction really in the zone and then just go to the beach and enjoy Ugh. myself so it's I mean <laughs> you live in Bali like if you weren't enjoying it you would be doing something wrong like that's the whole point of living somewhere like that yeah but, yeah. Oh. yeah even in London though you know there are so many things to do there's a life to be lived and if you're so busy doing all the things you feel you need to do what do you want to do you know yeah that's, that's the question like what what would you choose to do with your time if you had a full 
day with nothing to do it's I think it's really hard to answer that if you're just finding distractions all the time Mm. no it is interesting it's like that whole thing people get like a bit of FOMO I suppose in London when there's so much going on as well Mm. you feel like you've got to do everything and got to like you know achieve or you know get everything done I suppose but it's nice to like yeah just go to the beach sit back and yeah. look at the yeah. beauty I was, around I was you so stressed before because I remember I remember even making plans with my best friend I'd be like oh so when are you free and we'd always be talking about sort of three or four weeks from that <laughs> and then yeah which is just like you know oh, it's just crazy and then now it's like I don't ever really make plans with friends here. We're just like, do you want to go for a coffee? Yeah, cool. Because oh. everybody's working online. Everybody yeah. Everybody has that flexibility to do it. So, yeah, it, it's a different type of productivity. I definitely keep my... Quality over quantity, I think. Yes, absolutely, yeah. It's like, definitely- there's no point you chaining yourself to your desk for like yeah. eight hours a day to produce like, you know, kind of mediocre work and like kind of flitting in and out and maybe getting distracted going off to the toilet going for coffee coming back and it's better like I've noticed as well you know like set that timer and try and bash it out in a shorter time and like you might actually get less done but it's probably going to be more quality and yeah Yeah. that's definitely changed for me anyway Mm, I think it's been beneficial but since working with clients who often they are perfectionists a lot of people Mm. I work with because you have this idea that if you're not busy and doing a million things, then you're just not worthy. You know, I, ha- mm. I have to be doing as I have to be. Um, so I think a lot of that really boils down to giving yourself permission yeah. to do less. It, it's just, it seems so simple, but just like, oh my God, what, what would happen if you just didn't do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? What is an emergency here? Like, it's not scary though. Much. It's yeah. funny because that's just been so ingrained into us. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny as a business owner, like, you know, I've cancelled workshops this week just because I wasn't really getting that much interest. And I was like, well, I could really, you know, like push myself to like get all the advertising, I could bombard people with emails. I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll just leave it. I'm having February, I'm having off to kind of, you know, rejig everything. So I was like, oh, why not start earlier? Yeah. And do you know what? Recently, I think there's so much of that potential guilt because... Mm all changed our schedules haven't we like we're all doing completely different things our week looks so different now and so many people have said to me but like I just feel so bad I'm just not doing enough and I'm like what is enough you know like you you have to change your view of productivity right now Mm. you can't be as productive as you were before Mm. because there's so much else going on there's so much there's so little brain space you have left to be productive now you know (laughs) so that's why it's hard to get motivated it's hard to do the eight hours of work you might have previously done no problem Mm. and then when you try and rest and take time out, you often feel like there's something missing, like you forgot to do something or like yeah. you should be doing something. And actually then it just takes away from that rest time. It's not fully resting because you're no. still spiraling and feeling anxious. So yeah, just everybody just give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to Laura, give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely hard to switch off. And I know, I mean, I don't know about you with your business. Is that something that you really had to learn to do to switch off because when you're you know like you say you have all these great ideas and you want to get started yeah yeah I definitely had shiny magpie syndrome like (laughs) you know (laughs) very apt (laughs) talking to you magpie um 
no literally I'd be like right I think I want to start a blog let me watch yeah. a Skillshare video on blogs and let me YouTube it and let me do it right now and it's like wait hang on a second what about my to-do list for the day yeah <laughs> you know I just forgot about that that can happen tomorrow it's fine so yeah I think that's been such a learning curve for me and I think it really changed when my mindset changed around business because mm. I was coming from a place of scarcity before yes like oh, I need to be doing more and that's not enough. And oh, I really need to get this amount of clients because otherwise it's not good enough. And actually just like chilling out with that, <laughs> remembering why I'm even doing this. It's yeah. not about how many clients I have. It's not about doing this, this and this. It's really just about my mission, which is helping others to feel empowered and confident in themselves. And if I'm doing that through just posting on Instagram once a day, if I'm doing that by just sending out an email once a week, that's enough. You know, I don't need to be pushing myself to the point where literally, I, because I'm also at eight hours ahead of a lot of people that I work oh, with. Oh, yeah. That's been really tough for me to like switch off because I'll often have client calls, at, you know, in the evening. Mm. And then I could spend hours on my phone checking in with everybody yeah. and, you know, doing all the things that, that I could be doing if I felt anxious or needed to check in you know Mm. um but actually it's been way more productive to be strict with myself with that yeah it's putting those boundaries in place for yourself and then sticking to them which is the hard bit but yeah it is definitely important I think once you feel the benefit of them you realize how essential they are to kind of staying sane and having yeah. a business but yeah I definitely think as well like there is that thing of you know there's all these business online things that say like you have to do this and you have to have a podcast you have to have a blog you have to post on Instagram you have to have Facebook and I think like I've realized I'm trying to run what is basically a full-time business with part-time hours because I have another part-time job yeah. in the NHS and I'm like how am I Thank expecting so myself yeah. yeah and it's um, how do I expect myself to you know come home from like I can't work on the same day as I've been there but then still I try and schedule things in sometimes and I have to stop myself. I'm like, no, like stop it. You can't do that. But it is yeah. really difficult. It's hard it to kind tough. of it's unlearn. It's because it's your baby. You really yeah. want to nurture it and develop it and you want it to be as good as it can be. Yes. But you're juggling so many other things that it's actually like, the, the key is just being compassionate to yourself. Like mm. you are human. Yeah. <laughs> when you have time to just be you and not be online and mm. take a break from it because that's more important than ever now like yeah you know if you're overworking yourself and sometimes it's really hard to notice it until it's yeah late, I find you know until your body starts telling you like I can do until I have like a breakdown at work and I'm like I have yeah. to go home <laughs> this indicates that I'm a bit stressed <laughs> yeah like one little thing just like pushes over the edge and you're like oh right yeah. okay I see it now what yeah. I've been doing is not healthy mm. so yeah I think definitely kind of you know taking it all back and kind of like yeah I'm taking this month I'm going to reassess and basically just make it so much simpler like it doesn't have to be complicated I think that's something that people don't realize we overcomplicate things so quickly because we have all these ideas and we want to do so much and like we need to chill out slow down it's a process it'll come absolutely yeah and like you said it's all that quality isn't it you know yeah and I think when you start a business you obviously are learning everything mm. from like for the first time and so if you hear someone tell you to do this and this is going to work and, it, and it's fantastic you're like right okay I'm going to invest in that and I'm going to do that yeah. 
and then there's another person that's telling you you're like okay okay but actually that's why it's so important to really do that work yeah. on yourself first because you need to know what is most important what you need to be prioritizing yeah and you need to know how your body works in time in terms of like resting and doing what it needs to do and mm. self-care so it's those are the foundational things like before you start something else and you know I think that is all about working smart smarter and not harder like doing a couple of things that are really effective yeah but it does take a bit of experimenting doesn't it you know you do have to dabble in a bit of this and a bit of that to know what's going to work for you and then you kind of come to a nice plateau of like yeah right I've got my schedule down now I know what I need to do each day um so yeah because it's funny I think when I first started this business I was like right it's great because I could just work whenever and it's gonna be really flexible mm-hmm. and actually the thing that supported my mental well-being the most is actually having a, a schedule yeah <laughs> where, where I do certain things on certain days so there is that element of flexibility still like if I want to take the day off it's fine really but it's actually much better for me to have that structure still so yeah. I try to move away from it but it's it's just a different kind of structure I suppose yeah I definitely think like you know structure isn't there to limit you mm. it actually frees up time for you and I think people yeah. don't always realize people get scared of boxing themselves in mm. and getting like stuck to a structure yeah. or a schedule but yeah. actually that's the thing that can really give you freedom in like the other areas and yeah definitely so so necessary okay well I'm gonna ask you the last question um which is do you think your creativity and productivity kind of work with each other or against each other yeah this is this is tough (laughs) (laughs) if I think about previous me with shiny magpie yeah kind of thinking of new ideas and then wiping away the rest of my to-do list dramatically then no they don't work together (laughs) (laughs) but finding a way that you know okay I have an idea I'm going to write it down and explore it later I think Mm. actually being strict and disciplined with myself they work really well together because Mm. if I'm productive enough I give myself enough time and brain space to be more creative I think that's something that people are struggling with right now. You know, there's just so little brain space available to be creative and to think of new ideas and do something completely original. Mm. And actually being really strict with your productivity and having that structure actually benefits your creativity because then you allow yourself to just minimize your thinking with all of that productivity Mm. and give yourself a bit more freedom. So, yeah, I think with the right rules in place yes (laughs) (laughs) they definitely do yeah yeah I think it's a learning process figuring out how they work together as well and it sounds like to me you've kind of got that you know you know you have shiny magpie syndrome so now you kind of have learned that and you can kind of control it and when you have time yeah recover it when you (laughs) (laughs) oh well it's been so lovely to chat to you do you want to just um I mean I know you've said a few um at the beginning but do you want to just tell people where they can find you on instagram your website and things like that yeah so yeah i'm always over on instagram that's probably the easiest place to find me which Mm. is uh laura holmes coaching but i also have a facebook group that's free and um, that's called fill your teacup so you can just search fill your teacup and you'll find me there yeah i'll put the links and everything in the description below thank you so much laura
Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much again, Laura, for being on the podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it and apologies for that lovely little fire engine interruption around the middle. Um, We really did think it was going to be Laura that was going to have some noisy things going on, but apparently not. Um, But yeah, I thought I may as well leave it in there. Bit of fun, quite realistic. So I hope you enjoyed it. All of Laura's links are in the podcast description. Make sure in particular that you have a look at her Fill Your Teacup Facebook group. She really does run some wonderful, great free workshops that will get you thinking and kind of get started on that self-development journey. Um, I've attended quite a few of them and I really enjoy some of the things that she talks about. So definitely go and have a look at that if you're interested in the idea of life coaching and kind of self-development. And while I'm here... I guess I should let you know that series one of the Creative Productive Podcast is coming to an end fairly soon. Don't cry, it's okay. There are a few more episodes left, which will take us to the end of February, and I'm going to be giving myself a break for March. But don't worry, I'll be back with a bang for series two. I already have some really wonderful guests lined up and ready to be interviewed about their creativity and productivity. But I think I need to take a little bit of time to kind of maybe iron out some of the sound quality things, have a think about how I'm going to improve and all of that lovely stuff. Give myself a bit of a break. It's definitely important, I think, to kind of reassess. But if you've been enjoying the podcast, it really does mean so much to get any kind of feedback. And the best way for you to help me out and show your appreciation is by subscribing, leaving a review, leaving a rating, sharing the episode with anyone you think would love it, or even sliding into my DMs to say that you've enjoyed it. It really does mean a lot and it makes all of the editing headaches worth it. And of course, if you have any suggestions for topics or guests that you want from the podcast, feel free to let me know your ideas. All my social links and website are in the description or you can email me as well. Next week, we'll be back to a mini episode featuring just me and I've got some exciting ideas for what I'm going to be talking about, but um, not fully, not fully figured out exactly how I'm going to title it. So I'll leave it as a bit of a surprise for you. But it's going to be the last mini episode with just me and then I've got two more interviews and then we'll be on a break. So I hope you've enjoyed it so far. It really means so much to hear how it's been inspiring you and how enjoyable it's been. So gotta say thanks. But yes, I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, creative, productive day.